0: Just a reminder, here at That's So Chronic, we are dedicated to sharing personal stories. We are not advocating any type of treatment, therapy, procedure or intervention. Everyone is unique, so please seek professional medical advice before making any decisions for yourself or for others. Welcome to That's So Chronic, the podcast where I, Jess Bryan, interview some incredible people from around the world that are thriving and sometimes only just surviving with chronic illnesses, life-changing injuries and potentially disastrous diagnoses. Today I'm chatting to Penny Ashton all about her medical basket of goodies including epilepsy, asthma, ITP and diverticulosis. In this episode Penny talks us through her diagnoses, why she's passionate about supporting the work of her friends at FACS NZ, that's Fetal Anticonvulsant Syndrome New Zealand, the effects of her epilepsy medication including when Pharmac changed it and how she manages her conditions. I've known Penny for a while now and even though we Both from New Zealand, I seem to always bump into her in random places around the world, so it was a pleasure to be in the same room and chat about everything and anything. Welcome to That's So Chronic. For most people, Penny Ashton, you probably need no introduction, but for those of you listening that don't know Penny, you are a poet, an MC, a comedian. Actually, you were just in the Funny As documentary. I've just gotten around to watching that. You are an actor. You have toured all around the world and all around New Zealand. A TV presenter, a social commentator, a regular on TVNZ's Breakfast and Radio New Zealand. You are also a wedding celebrant. And this is your website's words, not mine. You are also an all-round show-off.
1: Yes. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) And jazz hand enthusiast.
0: Yes. (laughs) So obviously, I have
1: been reading your website. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you were a What Now dancer. I was a What Now I dancer. I had no idea. Well, I was kind of like, there was the official What Now dancers. It was a bit after. But before that, there was a woman called Diane Honeybone. And mm-hmm. she was my jazz teacher and ballet teacher. And she did Keep Fit. And this is in 84. So yeah. before you were a twinkle in anyone's eye. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And so we did Keep Fit behind Diane Honeybone. And it was like, for a good couple of years, I was jumping around in the background of stuff. And then, yeah. And actually, before that, yes, I did some dancing with Ann Judson as well. I got paid (laughs) $145.35. I still remember it was my first paycheck. I love that. Because I was like eight, and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. That is
0: incredible. Mm. And on top of all of this extensive plethora of things that you do, you Mm. also have a diagnosis of epilepsy, Mm -hmm. asthma, Mm -hmm. ITP, Mm -hmm. and... Diverticulosis Yes, that's right Well done (laughs) Which we're going to chat more about today Mm -hmm. Where do we even start with all of this?
1: So asthma is the first one that I added to the Yeah, As I added the I call myself a medical basket case So every time I added something to the basket Yes um, I was 10 and I was running the cross-country cross mm-hmm. through Bottle Lake Forest, okay. uh, sort of near Parklands. And just out of nowhere, I just got – I couldn't breathe. And it oh was God. terrifying. It yep. was terrifying. And I remember I was like running the cross-country, which I ne- was never a fan of. Anyway. No. <laughs> I was a sprinter. I used to do – I was like athletics. Um, I was actually third in New Zealand for short-put oh. in 1983. <laughs> oh. I gave up because they didn't have the thighs. Um, how wrong I was. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so about – you know I was 10 – and I was just running and all of a sudden I couldn't breathe. And I came across my Form 2 teacher, Mr. Mm-hmm. Bradley, who just passed away. But I um, I said, oh, my God, you know, help, help. And he was like, oh, keep going, keep going. <laughs> and I was like, no. And so I did. I like wheezed my way to the end. And I just – it was awful. Um, And so then when I got my inhalers and, you know, and then we all went from there. I think at first – I don't think I got a preventer at first. I just had Ventolin. And so I've always had Ventolin. Like mm-hmm. when Pharmac with their bullshit – are we allowed to swear?
0: Absolutely. Their bullshit. Especially about Pharmac. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it's like – Pharmac just doesn't have enough money. No. That's the absolute fundamental baseline. Yeah. They don't have enough money and they make bullshit decisions around the swapping out to the generic drugs.
0: Yes, which we were definitely going to chat so about. So I've been
1: fucked over with that twice. Mm-hmm. Like, so, with, but Ventolin was less stressful because I just buy the Ventolin, yeah. which is $15. You know, and they do all this nocebo bullshit, you know, that you're, mm. you're manifesting the fact that this one doesn't work as well. It's like, I still can't breathe, Pharmac. So yeah. I don't think I'm manifesting that. No. So I keep the Ventolin and then I've gone through various different preventers and the one I'm on currently, oh God, I keep forgetting its name. It's new. Oh no, this is ridiculous. Oh, that's going to really, it'll it'll come back to me eventually. It's a new one. Oh my God, this is old age. This is a new thing. We'll
0: just have to edit the name yes. into this part oh, of the no, ter- Oh no, oh. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh,
1: Jesus. It's a powder one that you inhale oh. and it's been amazing. It's a t- powder? Yeah, you you click it and then you suck it. <gasps> uh, yeah, it, it, you, you suck the other aerosol ones as well, but this one you just breathe in this powder. Oh. Oh. Um And it's really good. Simba Court,
0: SimbaCort. SimbaCort. Simba yeah, so
1: I highly recommend Simba Court for a preventer.
0: Okay, so mm. what would be your symptoms around asthma now? So obviously that started when you were at school doing cross-country. Yeah. How did that then look moving forward?
1: I've been very – do you know what? I have a lot wrong with me, but in very mild ways. Okay. So I am very lucky. Like, mm. I almost feel a fraud being here because there are other people that it really affects their lives. But I do have a lot. I just – like, I would need the blue, in, you know, it would get to a point where I would just be uncomfortable, so yeah. I would breathe. I've only had like two asthma attacks, mm-hmm. and they are horrendous, yeah, like so imagine. terrifying. Yeah, and so you end up with a nebulizer, which is the good shit. Like you go into a and e, and they put. It's like solid Ventolin And they put it oh. into this nebulizer. I think that's what it is yeah. I can't remember It's been quite a while And then you just suck this magic shit That you uh, <laughs> can suddenly breathe again And as, you, wow. as soon as you stop it for a bit It comes back Yeah. So I had So actually I had a couple of asthma attacks So anyway So then we add to the basket In 1990 I was 16 And I was in school assembly Oops. Good times I was in school assembly And oh also all my life Actually turned out there was partial seizures And I hadn't realised um. I would have deja vu
0: Yes, Yes. I learned that déjà vu is technically classified as a seizure Yes, so
1: I was having that all from from a very young age Yeah, Um, So I just thought that's what déjà vu was But it would involve, it was quite weird I would like hear music, like sort of playground music And sort of see things, but I knew that they weren't there So I wasn't like hallucinating But it was just these scenes in my head And then I would get a really bad headache
0: Oh. So I thought that's
1: what deja vu was. Yeah. But of course it turns out I was having partial seizures my whole life. And then when I was 16, I had deja vu. And then apparently my best friend Liz, um, she was sitting next to me and my head started sort of just doing this weird thing. And oh. she looked at me and then I started seizing in a very attractive way, I'm sure. Uh, and so then the <laughs> teachers took me outside and I just like on the ground outside church having a good old seizure. And um, one, of, <laughs> one of the teachers ran into the principal's office and said, Call Like this And so an ambulance came And I came to in the ambulance Okay And I remember seeing my mum At the back of the ambulance And I was like I'm just going for a we ride to the hospital. You know, I'm just going. to, I'm, I'm so. Su- I was such a goody two shoes at school. We get to the hospital. I was like, I've got to go back. now. I'm just taking. We ride. I've got to go back to school. And they said, you've just had a seizure. Put this on, like you know, one of those gowns. Yeah. And it was like I just went, fell like a ton of bricks. I actually get a bit emotional talking yeah. about it. Because it was quite a big deal, and I was like sobbing all over my mother. It's so funny too. Like I'm completely yeah. over it. I'm completely fine. It's almost like stanislavsky Stanislavski was onto something with emotional memory. Yeah. You know, you go yeah. back to those places. But anyway, and uh. Yeah, so I was sort of sobbing all over my mother and then I was in – Hospital for three days, yeah. and they were doing the EEGs, and you know they scratch yeah. your head with little electrodes, and yeah, and I missed doing this thing in my school. We had the sixth form review where you got to take the piss out of the teachers. Yeah, you got dressed up as the teachers yeah. and took the piss out of them, and I couldn't do that, and I was very sad. I was in hospital. Yeah. Anyway, so then that happened. So then I started taking Tegretol retard. Thanks very much. Um, which Wait, just, what? Yes, it's called Tegretol retard, which means slow release. But right, <laughs> sixteen-year-old, here's your retard <laughs> medication. I know we're not allowed. To say that no, word, but that was the, the yeah, I know exactly that was what it's called. Okay, so I took that, and then, um, and I hadn't realized, when I started putting on weight, but I was 16, right? So yeah. I just thought, oh, this is puppy fat, apparently, yeah,
0: puberty,
1: yeah, puberty, yeah, all that. Oh, I, I'd gone through puberty, but like
0: you know, growing up, all of that sort yeah, of, yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah. My nickname in form two was Big Tits. I think. <laughs> Boys. Thanks, boys. Love that. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so I started taking these meds. And then after three years, I was like, right, I'm, ne- I'm never having, you know, I just had one seizure. I'm one of those people that just has one, yep. ne- despite the fact I'd had a whole lifetime of them. So I, t- I went off the meds and about six months later, I had another seizure just before right. my um, Alexander the Great exam. At university Oh wow So I had um, I, And the deja vu had sort of been building up a bit And I had was like Okay I need to go to the doctor again And blah 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 Also you're yeah. never supposed to just stop meds right No You're supposed to wean yourself off them You can go into status ellipticus Where you don't stop seizing No All that sort of stuff And anyway So then I had two seizures in one day And an asthma attack <gasps> Yeah And then my brain was fucked for a, And like, then an exam <laughs> no, it's the only tat I've ever had um, as I, I managed to get uh, my mark by not doing that exam. So, yeah, I went to – and I didn't go to hospital that time but went to A&E. And, well, no, the emergency, you know, that one on um, Beliave. Yes, yeah. I went in there and and then I was – had another seizure and an asthma attack. So they're the only ones that I've, so that was a good day. Yeah. And then my brain was fucked for about like, I don't know, six months.
0: Okay. So what would that seizure, those seizures on that day have looked like? How Um, long are we talking? Where were you?
1: I don't really know. Yeah. Which is funny. Like I actually, I actually have no, that's a, I should ask that question. You know, it's funny. It's been a long time. It's been 31 years and I've never really, so yeah, I've, so I've only had like, so therefore three or four, seizures in my yeah, life yeah. so I am so lucky mm-hmm. you know and especially when I think about how my brain was so fucked and there I, I know a friend of Tusiata Avia who's a fantastic Christchurch based performance poet we mm-hmm. are the two Christchurch uh, performance poets we both did Womate a couple of years ago and I was like please welcome the other epileptic performance poet <laughs> but the thing that's she just started having seizures again after not having them for 25 years yeah it's
0: just unpredictable but right? it's
1: menopause Oh. And I'm terrified because I'm 47 and it's. Okay. Menopause is scary enough as it is. I know. I feel like it's like when you're on a horror film and the, and the the strings are just ratcheting up. So you know something's about to happen, yeah. but you have no idea what. We actually have a, that so chronic like.
0: episode, uh, episode about menopause. Yes, absolutely. Hailey went through menopause when she was 14 years old. <gasps> so you have to listen to that.
1: <laughs> did she have cancer drugs or. No. She just did. It just happened. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right.
0: Premature ovarian insufficiency wow. is what that's called. What and, that's called. So yeah.
1: you're, you could be like a doctor now, couldn't you? What, the <laughs> I'm learning a head. lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so then I was on Tegretol retard for 16 years.
0: So you went back on it? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was like, yes, all right, doctors, you yeah. know more than me. Surprise. Yeah. Except no one ever said to me when I took this drug, P.S., you might put on some weight.
0: Right, so the side effects were just not really laid yeah. out. It's
1: not as common as with Epilim for putting okay. on weight, but I had no idea and I tried everything to lose weight. This is another thing that I might start crying talking about Yeah, because it's so big. You know, like when you were mm-hmm. 16, you get sort of a bit fat and then all through 7-form, you know, I look at these pictures of 7-form. Like I'm somebody who's much skinnier now than yeah. I was at school, yeah. which is unusual. You know, I went on Jenny Craig. My parents paid for me to go on Jenny Craig wow. and I just couldn't lose weight. I was always hungry. Yeah. So they say only eat when you're hungry. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm always hungry. I'm always hungry. Yeah. You know, and then I was watching Oprah. There's like, what's the deep-seated reason that you're eating? And I was like, I'm pretty I've been very unmolested. I've been very lucky. Uh, you know, like just yeah. trying to think about what it is in my life, but it's like, no, it's this fucking medication. Right. Yeah.
0: When did you then eventually connect the dots? So I was that's what it was. 32. Okay. I was
1: 32 and I just was like, ah, and I just sat down at my computer and put um Tegretol weight gain. So Google, thank you, yeah. Go, Dr. Google, and all of the stuff came up. And it right. was just like a bing light bulb moment of going, you are fucking kidding me. Yeah. So then I booked in a neurologist appointment, uh, Dr. Alan Barber, oh. um, and it was – Nine months it took me to get there because of, you know, and I I don't have insurance. That's one thing. I don't have medical insurance. So I um, waited. And I was like, he's not going to understand. He's a man. He won't understand. And he was delightful. He was so good. And it was funny because I was sitting in his office. The thing that had kicked it off, I'd gone to this weight loss specialist doctor. And she'd said, oh, you just need to eat less olive oil and feta cheese. (laughs) And then I was just like, this is bullshit. You know, like I know so many people that eat so much worse than I do. Yeah. You know, and, and then I just went, oh, fuck you. There's got to be more to it. You it's know? really
0: fascinating that you were going through all these programs and talking to all of these people and not once did anyone say, what medication are you on?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, what do you take
1: every day? Exactly. Exactly. But Alan was great. And I was funny because I was in there, I was crying, and he had tissues on his desk. And I'm like, he's probably got those tissues for people that he says, you have an inoperable brain tumor now. And I'm like, I'm a bit fat. (laughs) Like, yeah. You know, I realized that there's so many worse things, but that's what was so great about him that, you know, I was kind of expecting him to be like, well, you know, you seizures are controlled, Do you care? But he was really great. Yeah. So then I changed to one called Lamotrigine. Okay. um, Which, and then I, I I'm, you know, obviously the sylph that you see before you, like, you know, it's like I haven't become tiny, tiny, but just to be able to fit, like, I remember once I tried to buy some jeans, I was 16 and I said, I'll have the next size up. And they went, they don't make them. Okay. And at 16, that's pretty traumatic. Yeah. I can still remember that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, yes. So then I changed, yeah, and I changed that and that made all the difference. But there's this massive problem around, like, not informing, like, particularly women of the effects of drugs on their, like, reproductive system, etc. Yes,
0: I find this... I did some digging about all of this situation and I find it super interesting because in 2019, I was prescribed Tegretol for some leg tremors that I was having with my MS. Wow. And it was a really... Hectic time anyway But when I think about it I do not think any side effects were talked about When I got prescribed that It was just like
1: And how old were you? uh,
0: That was when I was 27 Did they talk to you about
1: Fetal anticonvulsant syndrome?
0: Absolutely not
1: Fuck So this is a bit of a crusade of mine To get this out there So I did a fundraiser for it Yes, um, for last facts. weekend for Facts New Zealand.
0: Fetal Anticonvulsant Syndrome, Syndrome. Yes. Charity, I guess. Yes. Yeah.
1: So this woman, Denise Anstall and Jackie Morris, she's based in Christchurch, Jackie, and Denise is in Auckland. So a friend of mine, T.M. Bishop, is a comedian and she is Denise's cousin, and she said. Okay my cousin's looking for someone to host this conference. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you're epileptic. So, because I'm not at all backwards and forwards about, you know, I, I just try to shout out about it and everything yeah. about it as much as possible. So I was like, and I didn't know about this, but I sat down with her and she couldn't believe this because in 1990, I was told that. The doctor said to me, he said, and like I was 16, and he said, when you want to get pregnant, you have to come back and think about the medication because it can affect the unborn child. Okay. And I sat down with Denise and told her that, and she was floored because she went oh. through IVF <gasps> in 2002 with a fetal medicine specialist, and she was on Epilim, which is much worse than Tegretol. It, does, it can happen with Tegretol. Yeah. It's happened to Jackie Morris, but not as often as Epilim, and no one said anything to her. So she has twins that will be dependent on her and ACC for the rest of their lives. It's, it's like, it's sort of worse than fetal alcohol syndrome. It's similar.
0: Yeah.
1: So really slow development um, uh, and th- all this sort of stuff. That blows
0: my I know. brain.
1: I know And you know And so then What they're trying to do Is just get the word out That's all they're trying to do There's a couple of women From the UK Who are doing They were at this conference And we, we all, I've never been in a room With that many epileptic women yeah, It was like this amazing Sort cool. of camaraderie Like I got a text from my doctor Because I just had a blood test And I was like My hematogen lo- my levels are good And I got a round of applause <laughs> So it was this sort of charming Room of epileptics and stuff And you know And so they'd all A lot of They'd all had these kids That were affected Because no one yeah. Said anything to them And there's two women in the UK One one of them had a child, and the doctor could just by tell by looking at the child because there's you know, things around facial disfigurements and stuff okay. like that, wrote in her file that she'd had this fetal anticonvulsant syndrome, said, give this to your doctor, which she did. None of them said anything to her about it, and so then she had another child who had it. Exactly. What? Because there's all this bullshit around doctors deciding that if they tell women about it, then they'll stop taking the meds. And it's very important. you know. That, so it's this informed consent thing.
0: But we, but but you need to know so that if you do have to stop taking the medication, you can find another way exactly. to help manage your condition. Because
1: there are different – like Lamotrigine is better yeah. for this. And very, there's another one particularly. And so then Denise tried to have more kids and she went off Epilim and she ended up being sort of like having to take about – a she didn't manage to get pregnant, and then it took her a few years to get back to stability with her epilepsy. Right. Because she was trying to have more kids. Yeah. And it's just infuriating. And there was one woman who told a story, Heather, about how her first first child, Jackson, who's delightful, he's my friend on Facebook now. I love that. Um, yes, and he lives in this assisted living thing in Hamilton. And, you know, and he was telling the story about the first time he tried to cook something and he cut his finger. And his, his mum had to get to a point where she could just let him yeah. go. Um, but then she had a second child who was stillborn. <sighs> Because of the medication. Yeah. and But didn't know what that was at the time.
0: And just no one should have to go through that, actually. No, absolutely.
1: No, absolutely. So, so it is it is really appalling. So it's one of my big MOs is getting that yeah. information out there. So that was in, so 1990 and then 1993 is when I had the next one. So then I was like relatively um, going about my life for a long time. And then I went to Canada in 2013. Okay. And basically as soon as I set foot on the plane, I just started having all this pain. Oh, shit. And weirdness. And it was when I did Promise and Promiscuity for the first time in Canada. Yeah. So I went all the way across Canada. I went to two hospitals, two doctors. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't really wow. sort of advertise this. You know, I was like, I was at the Winnipeg Hospital for eight hours. And then I opened my show that night. Yeah, wow. so that was a good time Thankfully, you know, Matt, my husband, he was travelling with me He okay. wasn't my husband then, but he was with me And he said the most beautiful thing oh. This is what my, I do a poem about this now Because I was like sobbing all over him somewhere yeah. Just going, what is this pain? And at first I thought it was maybe, you know, vaginal thing or like I couldn't figure out exactly what was going on, you know And so anyway, and I was crying on him And he just cupped my face in his hands And looked me deep in my eyes and said I will love you I get emotional. emotional toy. Yeah. He said, I will love you until we're both old and stink of piss. <laughs> I love and him. I was like, that's the most beautiful thing that anyone's ever said to me. So, yeah. He's been very supportive. And then during lockdown, he got gout. He got gout. <laughs> the thing that he I, – I, he kicks his toe a couple of times, and it was really painful. And I'm sort of initially quite sympathetic, but then I start laughing. <laughs> He gets really angry with me for laughing, Aww. but then he starts laughing. Instantly.
0: Gout is no joke. That yeah, gout, that shit. Gout can Crystals cause a, of lot acid. Of, yeah. a lot of pain for people.
1: Crystals of acid in your joints. Yeah. Like, ouch, yeah. So we were drinking a bit during lockdown.
0: And I think alcohol's bad for gout as
1: well. Yeah, yeah. So he did stop drinking beer for a while, but now he's on allopurinol. So we've we've got some things going on. But, you know, as you get older, you just keep adding all this stuff. Yeah. So anyway, then it turned out I got back to New Zealand and I had a colonoscopy, so that was fun. Wait,
0: so in Canada, how Mm. is that working by going to hospitals? Are you paying like an arm and a leg for this? Yeah,
1: I had travel insurance, but it took so long. Columbus travel insurance, never get them. It took a year to pay the Grey Nuns. Hospital They started to like Take Interpol proceedings Out against me (gasps) To pay them Yeah Columbus insurance Can get in the fucking sea It was like you know It's stressful enough as it is I always get travel insurance Yeah Absolutely Yeah And so that was fun
0: Getting travel insurance As an epileptic
1: Yeah I have to pay A little bit extra Okay oh my God, another one, Southern Cross, also get in the sea. I did a big rant about them on face on um, Radio New Zealand and yeah. then suddenly I get this email from Southern Cross Customer <gasps> Care. Well, how can we help? And I'm like, change your policy, which they didn't do. So I would always get Southern Cross yeah. and it would cost me 50 or 100 bucks extra to get cover. Like, yeah. I haven't had a seizure since 1994, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. So, you know, fuck off. Um, anyway, and it would cost 100 bucks and then I have to get it for ITP now as well. But okay. I've... Um, Oh, we haven't talked about that. No, we haven't talked about that yet. I jumped to that. That was between diverticulosis. So... I would get it for that as well. And it would usually be 50 bucks an additional thing, mm-hmm. and, and asthma as well, I think. So you always have to – it's annoying because, oh, actually, these days now a lot of that you just fill out the forms online as you go.
0: And there's like a little drop-down box of like, what do you have? Exactly. <laughs> I
1: know, which of the corny copra of yeah. excitements. I, and then so it was. it's usually like, say, because I, you know, I would often go away for like six months or mm-hmm. three months at a time or like in one I was away for a whole year on and off. Yeah. So, you know, I would get – but it's usually cost me something like $600, you know, for yeah. six months or something. And then all of a sudden – it was like 1200 bucks
0: oh with They'd southern sh- with southern cross yeah yeah and i was just like what the fuck
1: you know and Nothing's i rang changed.
0: up did you add something to your medical
1: basket Exactly, i did not oh. and so i rang up and i was like what's happening and they said oh we've changed underwriters and now and i got quite emotional i was like You know, I've had to deal with this shit my whole life of being epileptic, you know. And and I've been very lucky, as I keep saying, like being very controlled. But still, it's the trauma of it all and, you know, and all this sort of stuff. And fuck you. Yeah. And also, I was like, is it the epilepsy? Is it the asthma? Which which is the reason? And they couldn't tell me. And the guy was such a fuckwit on the phone. Right. That I was just like, oh, fuck you. Anyway, and so then (laughs) I went to one cover. And they are much better. Okay. Much more reasonable. I think, you know, it was like 500 bucks or something like that. So which I'm I'm, I'm on board with. but You know, 1,200 bucks from 600 for no reason. Yeah. So, yeah, so Southern Cross can fuck off too. Yeah. Mm.
0: Wonder if they listen to the podcast. Yes.
1: (laughs) And it was so funny to get this email after ranting about it. And then I was like, but the upshot was, no, you can't do anything. Are you going to do anything different? And they were like, no. So I was like, well, (gasps) fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, so it was after I changed to lamotrigine, which I thought maybe had something to do with it, but they—I don't know if it did, or maybe it was just before I changed that I, because you get blood tests all the time. Well, you're supposed to. <laughs> I'm supposed to get them like once a month, but I'm so bad. Like get like two a year. It's like a little light bulb just went off above your head. Like, oh, when was the last time I got a blood test? I know it's it's. It used to be easy when you would get it at the doctor, but then yeah. you see it, they've changed to lab tests in Auckland. But actually, lab tests is good. But um anyway, so I was getting a full blood count for whatever reason and then all of a sudden my platelets just plummeted. You
0: know? Right.
1: So most people's platelets are between one fifty and four fifty. Mm-hmm. I'm nothing like Emma, who you've had before, Emma Cousin. Like mine usually hover around 40. Okay. Sometimes 70. But the lowest they've ever been is about 35. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, so it's the and I definitely bruise, I'm like a peach. Yeah. I bruise easily. I've never had an operation in my life. I've been really lucky. Yep. So but if I did and also if I to give birth with ITP you know, is a big deal.
0: Yes, because the platelets are essentially helping to clot the blood. blood. So I can only imagine, have not given birth, have no interest in ever giving birth. Snaps. (laughs) (laughs) But I imagine there's a lot of blood when that happens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. And so, yeah, and I thankfully have never wanted children either. Yeah. Because it's a, like for I would have to stop taking the medication probably for epilepsy. Yes, I wouldn't be able to drive at yeah. all. Then there's this chance of congenital birth defects, yeah. and then I might bleed out. Yeah. So I have very good reasons not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But if I do ever have a um, uh, an operation, but I was like, oh, do I need to get a medical alert bracelet? Because I've always yeah. thought they were quite. And every time you saw them, you'd be like, oh, what's that for? But no, because mine's not as I think. Because does Emma have? I think Um, maybe. She might do, yeah. Yeah, Because I think she's gotten a lot. Like, she's actually had treatment and things. Yes, So I've never had to have treatment for it. Yeah. But, like, another friend of mine did as well. His was down to, like, two. (gasps) And he needed a biopsy for another issue, but they wouldn't do it until his platelets got up. So that's sort of scary. Yeah. But then he started getting blood clots when they gave him medication. too
0: much, yeah. To
1: thicken his blood. So, again, I'm just, I have a lot, but... It's all very manageable. Yeah. So I'm very lucky that way. But it is a lot.
0: Yeah. So how did you... So you got the blood test mm-hmm. because you were getting blood tests anyway for epilepsy. Yeah, yeah. They then discovered that the platelets were low. You now have ITP, immune thrombocytopenia or something?
1: Idiopathic thrombocytopenia. Yes. Okay, and right. idiopathic <laughs> means we don't know why.
0: Okay, that's yeah. what that means. Because you can get ITP through medicines. Yeah, that's a thing. So yes, and they yeah. didn't
1: think it was that. Yeah, yeah. Even though I had sort of, but I think I think it started to go down just before I changed. So it wasn't. And they don't know idiopathic. They have no idea why. Yeah. And that's one thing I've really discovered. They have no idea why epilepsy happens. They were like, we don't know why you've had a seizure. We don't know if you'll have a seizure again. (laughs) Yeah, and we don't know. You know, I was like, so you don't know anything, right? Okay. (laughs) And then with the thrombocytopenia, same thing. Also diverticulosis. And what that is is pockets in the bowel. Yeah. So little protrusions that come out of the bowel. So sometimes you can get constipated. Sometimes you can get the opposite. It's not as bad as IBS. Like I know that people have to, you know, be really careful. But sometimes, and the thing that's frustrating to me is it's inconsistent. Yes. So like sometimes I'll eat one thing and be completely fine. Yeah. And other times. Not my husband's mother has a lot of sort of issues around it, but I think she's actually more got IBS, so um, okay. So
0: I think we need to jump back to Canada, yes, do all of that. It eventually gets paid for. You come back to New Zealand after tour, yeah, you get a colonoscopy,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: What happens there?
1: Uh, they discovered the diverticulosis, okay. But what happened first was so this woman, um, the gastroenterologist, I think her name was Rachel Bergman, I think that was her name, anyway. She was cool, we got on like a house on fire, and uh so I went to my doctor who got me a cat scan yeah so I had a cat scan first and that was free because of the you know through, through yeah. the government and then and then the, she rang me and she said oh there's something it might be sinister it might not. Basically, Houston, we have a problem.
0: Okay. And, and no I- one wants to ever get that phone call.
1: I know. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I was talking to my parents and I think, that, you know, it was like oh, it's cancer. is the first thing. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's cancer. It's in an area that it could have been cancer. So she's like, we basically need to go in and have a look. And I was about to go away. For three months yep. It always happens Like yeah. I've had mammograms before Because I was like What's that And it's turned out to be nothing But I always So I've had to pay for them So yeah. I had to pay for the colonoscopy Because
0: you needed it so quickly
1: If I've if been around For even like another couple of weeks I think I would have got it But yeah. it was two and a half grand Yeah wow But also the best two and a half grand I've ever spent
0: Because like luxury living With that colonoscopy Well I mean
1: <laughs> You know it Give me a good cleanse um, It's certainly interesting As, a, as an evacuation process um, <laughs> yeah. but The drink
0: you have to drink before Oh it's
1: disgusting (laughs) It's like this thick so, it's so gross and you have to drink a litre of it oh. and it's yeah and it's really gross but it certainly does the trick <laughs> Um anyway but you know to know because yeah. yeah. the thing is I was awake through it all most people sort of are sedated mm. but I was awake and I watched it all it's really charming and one of the nurses was like you look familiar and I was like oh uh, no
0: <laughs> 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 yes Which I'm part? on your telly <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it was funny Um From roaming
0: the corridors of Shortland Street or yeah, well, um, it was two episodes in my 2000 my social commentary on TVNZ break <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Um, but anyway, then I remember her distinctly saying, "There's no cancer." So Beautiful. that was well, while yeah. it's
0: happening. While mm. the, whoa. yeah, but then That's it was like
1: it's diverticulosis, which actually made perfect sense as a diagnosis for what I was experiencing. So that was good to know. I think I've had diverticulitis. That's when it becomes inflamed like once. I've just felt like I had sort of a slight fever and really sore pain in my stomach. So
0: could that be what was happening when you were in Canada?
1: No, it was just the, it was just a pain. Like because I've had – like sometimes I just have low-level pain. Okay. But it's, you know, like a two out of ten. You know, when they're yeah. like, give me a scale of one to ten. You know, and so it's really sort of low-level and that's what it was. But when you haven't had that. And it suddenly manifests. Yeah. Then You're it's like, is it, yeah. it cancer? Yeah. That's what I just, it's always, is it cancer? You know, yeah. and I do a lot of Googling and they're not supposed to, but actually it's worked. My, my Googling has been reasonably um, on point a lot of the time. Yes. My GP is great. Like, I really love my GP. She refers me to all sorts of things okay. and stuff. So, yeah, that's been good.
0: So, these pouches,
1: mm-hmm.
0: multiple pouches, mm-hmm. one pouch? No, How apparently do...
1: it's like apparently it's quite severe at this point. Okay. Which is common in men over 70 that eat red meat and drink a lot. Okay. And smoke, okay. which is none of these things. Yeah, is that your
0: reality? <laughs> yeah, not at all.
1: I've never smoked. Um, I don't eat hardly any red meat. I do have a bit of wine. But my dad has them, so I think there's oh, like a gen- okay. yeah, sort of thing. Like I had some vague chest pains recently, but my and my dad's had stents and, you know, his heart stopped and had to be shocked back to life. So this was hilarious. And so I talked to my doctor and I went into the ECG, I had an ECG at the in Waitakere Hospital. And that's what they... They sandpaper your chest, oh. and then they put electrodes on because yeah. it helps with the conductivity.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then, so you have to—you can't wear a bra. Yeah. And then they were like, "Oh, and now run on this treadmill." I was like, <laughs> "Are you?" Th- Fucking serious! What? <laughs> These are double G cups, bitch. Yeah, so I'm
0: not I, I got. I didn't get the nickname "big tits" in form two for, for nothing, nothing.
1: <laughs> exactly. So then they had this compression bandage, and she was like, "Well, try. so I was wearing a boob tube compression bandage, deeply sexy, basically, with like bulging out in different areas." And so then I was doing the walking, and then it's, you start running. And then she was like, and you're supposed to do it until you get fatigued, right? And then right. And she was like, so how are you going? And I was fine. Yeah. And I was like, do you have enough data to draw a conclusion? <laughs> she said, yes, we do. And I said, well, I will stop. Stop then. <laughs> and then yeah. she said that I got fatigued at. I was like, no, I didn't. My tits got fatigued. Yeah. At this, you know, I'm not going to start running if I don't have to. No. So, yeah, and it was all completely fine.
0: Okay. Mm. So there possibly, yeah, could be some genetic Hereditary thing for these pouches.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Interesting. Yes. Do you have to do anything moving forward to help manage some of that pain that comes with diverticulosis?
1: If you get diverticulitis, then it's antibiotics, because it's an infection. But diverticulitis, you can't really do much. Like you could take paracetamol, okay. And actually, ibuprofen can contribute to some things.
0: Oh, which is like because
1: ibuprofen's great around you know menstrual pain, but I don't really have any of that anymore. I've been very lucky with, I've never had any um, PMT, yeah, anything like that. So yeah, so yeah, you could do that. I mean, and, and be careful, like brassicas are quite bad, which is cauliflower and broccoli and stuff for wind and yeah. and cabbage, which I don't like anyway. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I sort of a bit more careful around that sort of thing. But then okay. I'm still, every now and then I'll still have it and it's fine. Yeah. As I say, the inconsistency is the annoying part.
0: Yes, mm. which I guess would happen a lot for a lot of these chronic illnesses Absolutely. that you do have.
1: Yeah, when you when you eat and you don't know how it's going to affect you. So, you yeah, know.
0: jumping back to epilepsy. Yeah, how does everything look now? Are you you're on medication now? Are you still on that?
1: I am on the but this is when pharmac strikes again. Yes. Yes.
0: So is is it the Yeah. Is that one of the drugs that the epilepsy drugs that pharmac changed yep. to a generic
1: when substitution? When six people died. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, and. At first I was sort of open to the change and like, and I got the new drug and I was in the, about to start changing and then just one day I felt a bit weird and this was after a few people had died mm-hmm. and the thing is they can't direct, like the fucking coroner has just come out and said it's not related, which has been very frustrating.
0: Yes, I've been meaning to read up on all of this. Because basically what they said is that
1: we can't say that it caused it definitively, so we're going to say that it didn't. Which is not the same thing.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, and so, you know, someone that had not had seizures for five years, changes medication, has a seizure and dies, you just kind of go... Hmm. Uh, yeah. And especially it can't be the nocebo effect because some people didn't even know they had changed because there was no very yeah. – there was a terrible information rollout from Pharmac yeah. that this was happening. I knew because TM, again, my friend, because Denise knew about it as well and TM told me because she knew that I was on Lamotrigine. Yeah. So I went from Lamictal and Arrow and the other one is – oh, I love it. Oh, Logem. okay. So anyway, I started the change and I started to feel a bit weird. And because these people had had these really bad adverse reactions, Pharmac then introduced something which they hadn't done before for any of the generics. i um, like, they did one with an antidepressant and like, you know, it's like, fucking change people's heartburn medication, Yeah, you know, not not things that really, you know, if I yeah. have a seizure, I can't drive for six months, no. you know, all this touring that I do, I drive yeah. myself everywhere, yeah. I'd be fucked. But they introduce something where you can apply to change back.
0: Yes, my friend Eddie in Wellington has got that yes. exemption. So, so I've got that
1: too. It lasts for two or three years and I just hopefully it can roll over. Okay. Because it's like, you know, that just... Fucks my life.
0: Is there, because you're always touring, getting this medication, have you found that pharmacies stock the? epilepsy drug that you need or do you have to go to a specific place well
1: I mean I always go to my same pharmacy now even though I've moved quite far away from it okay just because I've been going there for 20 years it's
0: funny how we do those
1: things yeah yeah just because I know I don't have to then you know explain it all I, I mean I could go to the one that's near my house and explain but it's like I just go there I have been frustrated about because of COVID and stuff that we can only get a month at a time
0: that is I, the bane of my life at I the moment feel like especially it, when you're
1: touring yes and then what, you have
0: to sign all these things i'm like three just months. give me what I, I need i
1: know it's like what is a month like i'm an adult yeah what the fuck is this
0: and i do understand you know people hoarding medication and stuff but sometimes you just kind of like need to have three months supply and especially I'll, during a pandemic absolutely like, you know
1: and i and I, the, the longest i usually go away is three months yeah but, but the thing is you could get you know, you could get a three month, and then like a month later, get another three months. Yes, so yeah. I I have done that. There so are
0: ways around it.
1: I've only ever once, which is actually quite impressive, I think, forgotten to take medication with me, and oh, that was tell to, us about that. It was just to Christchurch. Okay, it's from Auckland, and then you know, so we had family friends that were pharmacists, so they just gave it to me, and then we did a you know a, yeah. an in retrospect script. Yeah, love that. Yeah, so I'm I'm quite impressed with it having yeah. having done that. Yeah, when I was in the UK when I lived there, I couldn't you get it all free there. It was wow. astonishing. I mean, it's pretty cheap here.
0: Yeah, five dollars a script. Yeah,
1: Com- compared to Canada, compared to Australia, you actually yeah. have to pay. Despite them having like in Canada, they have free doctors' appointments. Mm-hmm. But when you have ongoing meds, like I actually prefer our system. Yeah. Because it makes it a lot cheaper for people yeah. like us. We're like, because your meds must be quite expensive, are they? Oh
0: yeah, they're in the thousands of dollars. Yeah. But I, I think lumachine is quite pricey
1: too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Luckily, it's paid for. Yeah. Actually, interest- Interestingly, I did have to pay five dollars every. Three, lo- three infusions at Auckland Hospital, but I've had infusions in Wellington and now in Christchurch, and I don't have to pay at all.
1: That is weird. Yeah, because five dollars seems so. I know. Like, whatever. When but, it's like right. seven
0: grand an infusion or whatever. Yeah. But- yeah seven grand
1: and infusion
0: I think so yeah
1: wow and you know and it's, it's so great for you but then you to those cystic fibrosis people you uh, know, and I like know that. and it's so
0: so many people I was just yeah. chatting to somebody else about yeah like cancer treatments as well mm. yeah having to pay for keytruda which is like eighty seven thousand dollars for they, nine infusions haven't they covered that now Truder? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh
1: really? Right.
0: Not as of last Thursday when I was oh, well, chatting.
1: I'd say not then. Yeah. It's changed since Thursday. Yeah. Or my friend Esther who had cancer and you know had to keep applying through the job seekers benefit. Yeah. Because they've changed the sickness benefit to the job seekers benefit. Oh yeah, the national is... party.
0: Yes. And I was just like,
1: she's I, not I, job seeking.
0: Yeah. When I was on that, I had to prove that I still had MS every three months. And I was like, oh, I'm really glad that you don't have someone in your family that has MS so you know that it's not curable. But uh, I promise you, I still have it. Yeah, wow. Yeah.
1: That's bullshit. Yeah.
0: Luckily, not on that anymore.
1: <laughs> yes, right. Yes. Yay. Frustrating. Yes, mm-hmm. wins. Woo! Yeah, yeah.
0: That's a story for another podcast episode, I reckon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've been lucky enough to be self-employed and, yes. and self-sustaining for a while now. Yeah. I was on the doll for a couple of years in like 2000. So it was the perfect example of it working. Like I was always yeah. trying to work yeah. in the arts. Yes. And it supported me for about two years, 18 months. And then I could support myself and have ever since.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So I that's love that's that for you. About. Yeah. So how often are you taking these this Lamotrigine? Twice a day. Oh, okay. Does it yep. have to be at the same time every day?
1: Like maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah. I always take one when I get up and one when I go to bed. Okay. And uh, I take the Simbacort um, two puffs twice a day. Yep. And then Ventolin as required. Okay. Mm.
0: As an asthmatic, did COVID create any yes. sort of fear?
1: That's why I changed preventers because – so I came down to Christchurch to do – well, actually, I left Auckland on the 11th of August – and we got to um, Hastings. My husband and I were like, "Yay, yeah, we're on holiday!" Why is there a press conference today? And then um, you were on the news. Yeah, uh, yes, I was. Yeah. That's right. Yes, I was. <laughs> so I was um, like a refugee, an Auckland refugee. You know, yeah. I was like, "What do we do?" And I was supposed to be going to Christchurch. I mean, it was just so lucky that I'd left Auckland. Yeah. So that, first of all, we isolated from people like in in yeah. for like five days for and then and then flew to Christ. And I was trying to get a test because I wanted to get a test because we're going to stay with my parents. Yes, but they wouldn't give me one. I had no symptoms, so I couldn't yeah. understand it. But you know, you just like, ah. Yeah. Anyway, so I got to Christchurch and I was doing my shows at the court. And then one day I had a bit of a headache and asthma. Right. So just had this asthma come on and my inhaler wasn't working very well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm asthmatic. I probably don't have COVID. Yeah. But you're like, ah. Yeah. It could be anything. I've got shows to do, you know. And I was like, so then I. I
0: I imagine that you don't want to be. The Penny Ashton oh, cluster. Yeah. The Promise and, and Promiscuity the, yeah. cluster.
1: I mean, all publicity is good publicity, perhaps, yeah. but no, absolutely not. You know, it's like you do not want to be that person. No. So so now I went and talked to my doctor about getting a better preventer, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, and I got Court and it's so much better. Right. Because okay. I had Sarah Tide at that point and i've had Sierra vent in the past as well and you know and they worked for a while like mm-hmm. really well but then they stopped working and i was like so i hopefully this won't do the same yeah but she said you yeah, know this one's the sort of new shit hot one and it really is
0: you wrote on facebook recently that asthma has finally been good for something
1: as you were group three yes i had the... my first shot so is that exciting yeah do you know what it was really exciting yeah Like just to talk to the woman on the phone and it was so easy. So you just rang up. I was on hold for the first time for quite a while. Mm -hmm. But then I got through and they were so nice, so accommodating. You know, I booked both jabs in at the same time. Yeah. I got to the JAB Centre in Henderson. It was run by the Waiparata Trust, which was actually John Tamahiri. Um, and it was just so great. Everyone was so friendly, smiley. I was yeah. leaving and this guy goes, see ya. And then he was like, so when's, uh, you know, was that your first or your second? And I was like, oh, it was my first. He was like, see you in three weeks. Oh, cute. <laughs> I know, just so cute and yeah. just lovely. So it was, you know, I feel like this, you know, science is incredible. Yeah. And science is under attack, you know. And so to, to, to be able to know that you have that, and particularly with asthma and all that sort of yeah. stuff, was really it was really a moment yeah. yeah so I'm looking forward to be fully vaccinated I'm a bit with because people say the second jab has sort of knocked them over a bit
0: yeah I've so heard I'm that as well yeah I'm gonna be
1: interested to see I ch- and I actually managed to ring up and change my appointment because of that okay I was supposed to be driving the next day to Hastings but yeah. I decided to wait yeah and get it the following week and it was so easy to change I, they answered the phone in thirty seconds wow yeah. Yeah. So Auckland is doing well with the phone number. Yes. And they need more phone numbers. Yes. That's what my friend said actually in Norway. Um, she was like, You just want to know you're in the queue.
0: Yes, yeah. And
1: that's it. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what does twenty twenty one look like for you, Penny Ashton, with your medical basket of goodies? <laughs> what do we think is, you know, is it manageable? Everything is yep. controlled.
1: Yep. No yep.
0: seizures.
1: Yep. As I say, I'm I have so much wrong. In such manageable and mild ways, um, you know, and as you get older, you just keep adding things and yeah. I know that'll get worse. You know, my knees make a terrible amount of noise now. <laughs> I was wondering if it was Olive Copperbottom, I play lots of like kids and stuff. And so I'm up and down all the time. I was like, maybe this is hurting my knees. Yeah. <laughs> they make these awful noises, you know, and you just know, oh, and I've got glasses now. Okay. Never yeah. I've had glasses before. Yeah. I, I think they're quite fetching. But, for you know, reading? Uh, no, not for, for reading. Yes. For distance, mm. which means that I probably won't need them for reading for a while. Yeah. So that's interesting. Husband just got reading glasses. Oh. And he's also going to, probably going to have a hearing issues. And that worried me to hear that hearing issues is more prevalent with people that have dementia. Oh. That's something that's come out recently. So I think get him some hearing aids as soon as possible, potentially. Yes. Yes, anyway. Uh, so yeah, I know that things will be added, but no, I'm just, you yeah, know, I'm just really lucky. Yeah. Really, really lucky. I, f- I find it weird when people don't take medications. Like. What's up with you? You know, and my husband didn't when we met, and now he takes like three a day. Yeah, because he's got cholesterol issues Mm -hmm. and and gout.
0: Get him on the podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) He's a very entertaining person.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing so much of your story, your medical journey with us. Yes,
1: absolutely. And please look into what your medications do to your bodies. Get informed consent around what you take, and make sure that your doctors give you all the information. I've had quite good doctors generally. But it astonishes me the arrogance around some, not all, obviously, Mm -hmm. in the medical profession for making decisions around your body without talking to you about it.
0: And you can also get information from your GPs and you can also get information from the pharmacists when you go and pick up your medication as well. They have yeah. information sheets, they've got websites, Absolutely. they can give you all of the information if you're worried about that. Sometimes
1: if you read all of them, you might freak out and not take anything.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Side effects, possible death. Uh, uh... It's like those ads in North America where they reel off all the side effects at the end of the ad. It's quite yeah. alarming. But yes, but particularly around, uh, and also the other thing about, um, sorry, anti-seizure medication or, is that. It's diagnosed for things like you had with yeah. your leg tremors, also with neuralgia pain, yeah. and also it's a mood stabilizer. Yeah. So that's what I was like, oh, is this even me? Like, yeah. I've been essentially on an antidepressant <laughs> yeah. since I was 16. So that's really Who weird even too. am I? Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I love who you are, Penny. Actually, oh, thanks. So thank you for joining us. And I
1: think you're a bloody delight with everything oh. that you've got going on, and you're a positive ray of sunshine at all times. So we'll keep this that. This a in. big love fest, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, love a good love fest. So here's some more. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of That So Chronic. It's an honor and a pleasure to share so many incredible stories from around the world. And I couldn't do it without you. If you're listening and you're thinking... Wow, I'd love to support this podcast even more. The best and the easiest way to do so is to make sure you've pressed subscribe or follow and leave a five-star review. You can find me on Instagram at thatsochronic. So I love getting messages and comments and I really appreciate all of the shares. That really helps That So Chronic get into more ears around the world to hopefully spread awareness and more importantly, hope.